Hello everyone, welcome to Best Boys Deep Dive, a passion project both literally and figuratively. Is that good? Take it one more time, you sound a little shaky at the beginning. Yeah, because I am shaky. It sounds like you, like, forgot to read it <laughs> for a second. <laughs> yeah, I did. I was, <laughs> I was reading it. I like, hey everyone, welcome to Best Boys Deep Dive. And then was, my was like, oh shit, I'm a little bit hungry. <laughs> what am I having for dinner? <laughs> I'm out of pizza rolls and I'm out of money. What am I going to do for dinner? Eat your roommates. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, oh shit, uh, passion project. <laughs> <laughs> Why does Jesse, the biggest roommate, not simply eat the smaller of the two? <laughs> hey everyone, welcome to Best Boys Deep Dive, our passion project, both literally and figuratively. I'm your host, Jesse. And I'm your co-host for today, Leo. Hell yeah. New I show. I, said that, I think I said that weird. I want to start. <laughs> can we do it again? Oh, cool. Take three, I guess. I was I was going to say just I'm your co-host, but I feel like it. I wanted to add like for this time specifically mm -hmm. because we switch off. Yeah. So let, let's take it again just so we can establish that. And then we'll be good. Sorry. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Best Boys Deep Dive. Our passion. <laughs> what? You're laughing. I'm not laughing. You're like smile laughing with your voice. <laughs> oh, my God. Fine. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Best Boys Deep Dive. Our passion Now you project. sound angry. Because <laughs> I am. I'd like to cut these in as bloopers yeah. at, like, the very end. That'd be fun. I really want to include these. Do it again! <laughs> Dance for me! <laughs> it's not so easy, is it? Yeah, especially when... <laughs> do I do this to you every show? Where, like Sometimes <laughs> you antagonize me, yes. <laughs> Here you go, idiot. You take the reins. <laughs> you just, you're trying to do the intro, but you have some fucking monkey dancing in front of you. <laughs> and you can't do anything. Uh. <clears throat> From the top! <laughs> Marker, take six. Are you crossing yourself? No, I'm trying to like compose my. I'm doing the thing. Jesse that actors... has become Catholic. <laughs> no, I'm doing the thing that actors do, where they're like laughing and they go, <clears throat> you know. You gotta center yourself. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm centering myself. I'm trying to like keep myself to stop laughing because <laughs> you're being a bastard. <laughs> I'm full of the sillies today. <laughs> the bastard is coming from inside the house. <laughs> <laughs> the bastard is coming from inside the podcast. <laughs> Jesus. <sighs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> what? I legit don't know anymore. Okay. Oh no, you do have a case of the sillies. Get ready. This is gonna make my job easier because now I. <laughs> Cause I was you don't worried. have to try to be funny. Yeah, I was worried that like I was gonna like bore you because it's just me talking, like just monologuing about this movie for like two hours, <laughs> and then like I was worried like oh man he's gonna get tired or he's gonna get grumpy because he you know he he wants his time in the spotlight. I want to talk. Yeah, but like I think because you're feeling you're feeling frisky today. Oh, trust me, I'm good at interrupting. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, let's take it from the top. All right. 
<laughs> I keep thinking about all the times you're like, no, you now you sound angry. <laughs> Just sound pleasant. I always sound pleasant. Prove it. Hey everyone, welcome to Best Boy Steep Dive, our passion project both literally and figuratively. I'm your host, Jesse. And I'm your co-host for today, Leo. Oh, thank God. <laughs> we finally got it. I'm like it the took seventh us, try. It took us so many times to record that intro. <laughs> <clears throat> so yeah, today is going to be our pilot, or first episode, season premiere, I suppose, of Best Boys Deep Dive. Since Yay. we um, are taking a little bit of a break from doing Best Boys in earnest because we have other shit that we want to talk about. So we have a side project for it that we're going to be focusing on a little bit more, especially over the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's incredibly funny that right after we say hey the the show's done for the season we immediately because we don't have anything to talk about we get things to talk about (laughs) yeah so cool news um uh jesse uploaded the season finale of um best boys today right or yeah today today okay so just like an hour ago (laughs) from when we're recording this yeah (laughs) so um we mentioned in that episode that we were going to go on hiatus because like neither of us really had studio classes and we didn't really have anything to talk about on the uh, podcast or like different projects that we were supposed to be working on. Uh, however, that has changed. Um, we are talking to uh, different people that we know about having guests on. I think I'd like to do Tyler as a guest for our first episode of season two. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually was waitlisted for a class and I got into like an actual... 2d animation class that i've been trying to get into for like a couple of semesters now so i'm gonna have that and i'm also part of a gonna be part of a narrative video class so i'm gonna have stuff to talk about there and you said that you were working on something as well right yeah i'm working on a short film for my college's uh film club okay that's cool i remember that i'm gonna be uh writing the screenplay they want me to direct but i don't think i can because that sounds stressful uh so but I, I I might come around on that. Well, it remains to be seen. Yeah. At the time Either of way, recording, you're... I am undecided. But I am However. writing the screenplay. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's still cool. That's still something neat to talk about. Yeah. Also, the um, uh, Tyler's going to be on as a guest as uh, my head programmer for the um, uh, dating sim that I'm still working on. I've been... Uh, negligent because I have to come up with UI stuff like buttons and shit and I don't want to do that because it's boring but Mm -hmm. I'm still working on it and Tyler and I will be discussing that at length on uh, the best boys episode that they are a guest on so Mm -hmm. look forward to that whenever that may be yeah but right now we're focusing on deep dive and Mm -hmm. Jesse has brought a concept to the table for us to discuss at length well which is well real quick before we get to that i have something kind of interesting i wanted to share with you my friend oh, and gotcha, also okay. i guess the listeners so i wore leggings today uh, okay because i remembered oh i have leggings you remember you know that pile of clothes that i showed you last night that was just sitting <laughs> on my bed you were like, man, I really wanted to go to sleep, but my bed looks like this. And I could just hear the, like, like, yeah. mind noise of just how cluttered and horrible your bed was. I'm like, I I can't look at this. I can hear this image. It's still there! I moved it back. 
Fantastic. It, it usually rests in my bungee chair, uh, and that's where I sit uh, to watch Netflix or play video games. Cool. <laughs> so, whenever I want to get into my bed, I have to move all that shit into the bungee chair. And if I want to sit in the bungee chair, I have to move all that stuff to my bed. And then, when you get sick of it, it is relocated to the floor. <laughs> and then when I get sick of it, I relocate it to on top of my head so it can crush me to death. Yeah, I usually just stick it on the floor. <laughs> well, I don't have any floor <laughs> anymore. That's true. It's covered in have... other stuff. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> my life is in, in shambles. But you're also moving out of that uh, dorm in, like, less than a month. So, like, what's the fucking point? Yeah, it's 22 days. I'll manage. Yeah. Um, yeah. Any, in any event, so I found... Leggings. Yeah, leggings. I found some, like, really cute leggings. And I was, like, last night, and I was like, man, I'm, like, chilly. Because my roommates like to keep it, like, 63 degrees for some reason. Oh, my God. In the apartment. They like to keep it cold. Um, Tyler's not even that bad. Yeah. Tyler likes to freeze me out. Yeah, they like to keep it very chilly. Uh, so I like to bundle up and wear some pajama pants sometimes. And I was like, ooh, these leggings look cute. And then I put them on, and they're super comfy and really soft, and I love them. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to wear these to class tomorrow. And then I didn't go to class, but I met up with some friends at the library instead. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know you went to the library today. Yeah, I went to the library to hang out with a couple people in my class who also skipped. Uh, Sweet, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I told you about it. That's the, where the one guy said that uh, his asshole was uh, Epcot Center. Yes, okay. I didn't realize that was, like, actually today. That yeah. makes sense. <laughs> it was really that's funny. That's very funny. Lauren fell out of her chair laughing. <laughs> You texted me that when I was in class and we were watching, like, kind of a sad documentary. Oh, no. And I was like, what? <laughs> it was really funny. Oopsies. It's okay. I, like, doodled the entire time we were watching the documentary, so it's not, like, a huge deal. That's true. Uh, anyway, so I, uh, I got home around, like, 12-ish, and I took my leggings off so I could change it to some shorts because... It's really hot out there because it's like you know summer in florida um and i or... take my leggings off and then there's something like black on like my thigh and i'm like why oh, because it's like a, a piece of like felt or fabric or something and so like i go to like touch it and it like flies off to the wall what there was a fruit fly hanging out in my tights all day leo all day oh good lord <laughs> there was a fruit fly a fry, a fly of the fruit variety just and it hanging was... out just hanging out near your grundle yeah just just having a grand old time amongst your leg hairs I just chilling you just chilling out maxing relaxing all cool and it scared grundle. the shit out of me yeah, that's wild. The fact that it didn't die is, like, crazy. Because you'd think it would be, like, crushed. You'd think, yeah, that it would be crushed or that it would suffocate or something. Or at the Evidently very not. Or at the very least that I would, like, feel it moving around and touching oh, up against my leg. That's horrible. But, nothing, like, nothing. I didn't know it was there. <laughs> it was so awful. Anyways, that's he a... 
that's a scary, spooky thing that happened to me. And speaking of scary and spooky <laughs> things. Spooky is, um... A bit generous for the know. for the for the topic at hand. I don't know. Spooky is, I think, a spooky is a better way to put it than scary. Because this, this, I guess that's true. This thing we're talking about today is absolutely one of the least scary things I've seen in my life. Uh, even as like a little kid watching this, I was like, "This is the opposite of scary." But it's a little, rem- it's, it's a little spooky. I remember it being just straight up fucking boring. <laughs> we're talking about a little a little ditty. From the 1980s, called Scooby Doo meets the Boo Brothers, a one of the classic Shaggy Red Shirt movies. I was gonna say it's a, a, a classic staple of American cinema, um, in that it introduced the world to Red Shirt Shaggy. <laughs> uh, so for those not in the know, Shaggy wore red shirt during the 80s. Uh, I tried to like, I was genuinely like, curious as to like where this change came from. Yeah, because, like, like, it seems like just kind of a random design choice. It's a really weird departure, because, like, Shaggy is, like, pretty recognizable for, like, he's always worn the same thing. He wears, like, a green v-neck and, like, you know, b- brown bell-bottoms and, like, black loafers. And during the 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo and these three movies, um, starting with Boo Brothers... He swapped them out for, like, a red t-shirt, blue jeans, and, like, brown loafers. Really changing it up. Um, so, I... Yeah, and, like, sometimes the the other characters get different outfits, but they're still the same colors. Like, Daphne always wears purple and green, and Velma always wears, like, orange, orange. and red. And so, like, Fred always wears, like, blue and white, and, like, a hint also of orange. Or- orange and, like, the ascot, but, like, nowhere else, really. But, yeah, it was a really weird departure and i tried to figure out like what the origin of it was like i will i was thinking it might be like a, a situation like the hulk in the comics he used to be gray but they couldn't print a consistent color of gray so they changed it to green oh okay i actually um, didn't know that that's cool i was thinking maybe it's a similar situation where they could <laughs> they couldn't get a consistent color of green down anymore <laughs> so they just watched they switched i guess off red. yeah <laughs> but actually like the the way that animation was done was that the um the shit was like painted onto like clear film and then overlaid on top of backgrounds. So I don't know if if that's how it was done back then, but whenever I see like documentaries about like the making of like old Disney movies or whatever, it's usually done on these clear sheets of plastic and then mm-hmm. overlaid on top of backgrounds and then switched out one after another. So like and, like, they're painted frame by frame, so they have to make sure that they have the colors exact. So the fact that they, like, ran out or, like, couldn't mix or whatever the appropriate color is, like, entirely possible depending on the manner in which the, the movies were made. Here's the thing. I Here's the up, thing. I looked up the actual reason. Uh, it's way less interesting than that. <laughs> Damn. Okay. Yeah, it, it's just because it, it's been, you know... 15 or so years since they started scooby-doo they wanted to change the characters up a little bit like design wise so like if you've ever seen daphne from like that era she looks so weird she has like like long straight hair and like gem and the hologram style bangs and like a like a purple denim jacket it's oh that's what she looks like in uh cyber chase right no she looks no? like like kind of 
she's wearing like a purple blazer and like a green shirt, uh, like huh. a green tank top. But like she looks super. Weird. I'll like send you a picture of like Daphne from the eighties, because <laughs> it's a it's a real sight to behold. Eighties Daphne sounds yeah. very cool, but um, <laughs> I'm expecting it to not be a great outfit. <laughs> it's look uh, if memory serves. It's a bit I'm of expecting a the look to be challenging at best. Uh, it's it's not as oh no <laughs> I forgot it was a jumpsuit. Oh no! It's an April O'Neil style jumpsuit, but it's purple. Oh, fantastic! Maybe they were like, oh weird. Yeah, she has like really heavy bangs. <laughs> Her hair's like fluffy. My yeah. mom's hair used to look like that. Yeah, I don't know, the the mix of jumpsuit, like, bangs, like, really, like, uh, like, frizzy hair almost, and heels is just a lot of look. I don't mind, like, from here up, but the fact that it's a jumpsuit is just strange. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think I her definitely... hair is cute, to be honest. I, I like the way that she's drawn, and, like, I like the way that her hair is, like, styled but the outfit is just not great yeah i definitely don't remember it looking that terrible apparently in like some versions it is more of like it's a, a sort of like just a shirt i'll like send it to you now uh so the reason that they changed the character design was just like to shake things up pretty much yeah um, lame yeah <laughs> but it is like interesting that i don't know shaggy's like but yeah, like you said, uh, Daphne is still wearing, like, purple and pink and whatever, but Shaggy's, like, central color is completely Decidedly absent. not. Yeah, it, like, the green is just bye-bye. Maybe they wanted to get away from green, because it's like, no, he's not a stoner, we promise. <laughs> Maybe. Even I... though he, like, 100% is. Maybe that is an element of it. Um... It's also important to note that this movie does heavily feature <clears throat> the one and only Scrapper to do. I forgot he was in this movie. Oh, shit. Yeah. I uh, hate him so much. Here's the thing. When I was a kid, I didn't hate Scrappy. I didn't really hate him until, like, the, the live-action movie. Because he was... Which is... You were supposed to hate him. You were supposed to hate him. Because, like... James Gunn hated him, and he wrote him to be hateable. James Gunn wanted, made sure that the audience hated Scrappy. Uh-huh. Tim Curry was gonna play the villain in that movie, uh, but he turned it down because he found out that Scrappy was gonna be in it, and he That's hated so Scrappy. That's so funny. He's, like, a big Scooby-Doo fan, but he was like, fuck that. I don't want to be involved in Scrappy-Doo bullshit. Fuck um, that entirely. But here's the thing. I hadn't seen any, like, Scrappy stuff um, until, like, watching this movie again for this. Yeah. And I gotta say, yeah, he's the worst. He, he really fucking is. sucks, he right? He sucks. He's so annoying. And, and it's completely, it's not even just the voice, it's just the entire personality of him is, like... He's, like, really egocentric, isn't he? That's, like, his thing. Kind of. He's really... I mean, he's supposed to be, like, the brash and brave one. Like, he'll go in to, like, fight a ghost or whatever. Which could be an interesting character. Especially considering he's, you know, uh... Really small. Scooby, and he's Scooby's nephew. 
So, like, he's related to, like, the biggest coward in the show, aside from maybe Shaggy. Um, But, like, making him this brave guy, that could be, like, an interesting little subversion of expectations. Yeah, like, I feel like Scrappy could be an interesting character, but he just fucking sucks. But, like, one of the first things he says in this movie is, did you say haunted? Oh, boy! Like, he gets excited that, like, they might die at this place. He's just this weird adrenaline junkie who just <laughs> hangs out with them. Everybody's like, let's decidedly not go to this haunted place. And Scrappy's like, fuck you, we're going! <laughs> he's like, at one point I think he, he tells Shaggy, like, oh, I hope we see, we see a real ghost. And Shaggy says, don't talk like that, Scrappy. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> just really funny. Um... <laughs> But yeah, the characterizations in this movie... Where I'm skipping ahead a little bit. The characterizations in this movie are all wrong. Really? <laughs> like, Shaggy's kind of a dick. Is he? <laughs> he's kind of, like, just angry and mean. Like, like That's he's, so funny. It's weird. It's. Have you ever seen the Scooby-Doo project? Yes! Well, it's, they're all just, like, super mean to each other for be- no reason. Because it's a parody of the Blair Witch Project where everyone's, like, you know, kind of a little bit jokey and sarcastic and hostile with each other. And then and they then turn it, really hostile with each other because they go crazy in the woods. Yeah, it gets real because they're under a lot of stress. It makes sense why their characterization was like that. But, but it it's is still incredibly like... bizarre to see the Scooby-Doo characters being yeah, mean to each other. Mean. It's so like... weird and it feels very wrong and like, I, I feel like daphne was doing something like you know girly or whatever and velma like flipped out on her it was like sounds about right i was like no these people are friends oh my yeah. god i think there's a bit where fred's like velma put the camera down velma put the camera down <laughs> it's Jesus. Like weird hearing fred be angry with anyone it's, it's frank welker just losing his mind in a studio booth <laughs> But yeah, so like, Shaggy's just kind of like, weird and hostile, so like, there's a bit early on where like, he's, so, I'm I'm, I'm jumping all over the place, because this movie just boggles my mind on multiple levels. This Um, movie seems to jump all over the place. (laughs) We'll get there. Uh, So, I, I found this out doing some research on this movie, because... Uh, even when I was a kid, I was like, I liked this movie a lot when I was a little kid. Um, I know you didn't. <laughs> I thought it was really boring. I, yeah. I tried watching it one time on a car ride, which probably wasn't, like, the best mm-hmm. way to enjoy this film. But I remember watching it, and just, like, nothing happens. I'm gonna date myself a little bit by saying this, uh, but I rented it a, a lot from Blockbuster when I was a kid. And I would just yeah. watch that shit, like, all the time. Like, it was... It was up there with, like, Land Before Time 2 as, like, one of the movies I would just put in and just press play and just re-watch it over and over again. Yeah, yeah. Um, I watched a lot of Scooby-Doo, um, fuck. It was the surfing one where they were in Hawaii. Oh, Aloha Scooby-Doo. Yeah, I watched that one a lot. Yeah, that one's good, too. Um, so, even but even when I was a kid, I liked this movie a lot. But even then, I was like, this movie's weird. Like, there's just something kind of just... There's just something a bit odd about it. Like, there's always just a little something that's just not quite right. And I, I don't know if it's just, like, the red shirt or all of Yeah, the... I was about to say, it's it's just the fact that Shaggy has a red shirt. You're just or like, why? Or if it's the characterization or the, the 
constant dangling plot threads that go nowhere, of which there are so many. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> but I, I, I was looking into it. So this movie was made for television in 1987. It was a part of uh, what apparently is called the Hanna-Barbera Superstars 10, which is a series of 10 made-for-television films uh, to be released in syndication that were made and released between, get this, fall 1987 and fall 1988. Oh my god, so just, just one year. One year, 10 movies. To make 10 movies, to oh my god. To make 10 movies, and I have a list of the movies. <laughs> oh, thank god. <laughs> if you want to hear I knew I could count on you. <laughs> Yogi Bear's Great Escape, Scooby-Doo Meets the Boo Brothers, which is the one we're talking about today, The Jetsons Meet the Flintstones, Yogi Bear and the Magical Flight of the Spruce Goose, Top Cat and the Beverly Hills Cats, The Good, the Bad, and the Huckleberry Hound. Which That's is interesting. Dumb. Which is interesting. You'd think they would have gone with Quick Draw McGraw instead of Huckleberry Hound for like the good, the bad, and the ugly parody. That's true, yeah. Like that's a that's an interesting choice. Rockin' with Judy Jetson, which I, I haven't seen. I can only assume it's like a jazzercise like it's one of those like jazzercise classes on videotape. But like But with it's, Judy Jetson? But with just Judy Jetson. I really hope that's what it is. <laughs> I doubt it, but... I really hope... What is it called? Rockin' with Judy Jens- Jetson. Oh, good lord. Because, like, like, it really oh, does imply like that. It prob- it's probably, like, the most sexist movie in the fucking world. Maybe. It probably is. It, maybe it's, like, Hanna-Barbera's take on Gem and the Holograms. Because I think that was Filmation, which is kind of like the the back alley Hanna-Barbera it definitely it definitely (laughs) seems like a uh it it looks like a Josie and the Pussycats kind of situation I just looked it up which is also interesting because Hanna-Barbera have Josie and the Pussycats yeah just make a movie about them I don't I don't know maybe they lost the the box art looks cute but yeah I have no idea that's really funny so uh, the last three were Scooby-Doo and the Ghoul School. Scooby-Doo and the Reluctant Werewolf, released just one month apart. Oh, no. And <laughs> my favorite title of any movie ever in the known universe, Yogi Bear and the Invasion of the Space Bears. <laughs> <laughs> and if you look hey, up oh, the boo-boo. Bo- it's the end of days. <laughs> If you look up the box art for that one, it's literally just like Yogi Bear facing down a bunch of other Yogi Bears. <laughs> they all look the same as him. Are they like are they like green and that's it? No. No, <laughs> not still even brown. <laughs> they're just regular ass brown bears. It's just hell, oh, they're from they're from space, boo-boo. <laughs> I oh, knew no. this would happen. <laughs> Get in the bunker. <laughs> Shit, okay, so Rockin' with Judy Jetson is directly followed by Scooby-Doo and the Ghoul School. Yeah. Interesting, okay. Mm-hmm. They have musical numbers. Oh, good. <laughs> There's one called Gleep Glorp. <laughs> Gleep Glorp. 
Okay, I'm not going to take over this by talking about Rocking with Holy Teenage Jetson. Holy shit. Please continue. I think we both have to watch that one for... Oh, yeah. <laughs> just to clarify for those at home, I'm going to do an episode on every single one of these movies. Oh, good lord. <laughs> I have hey, a... Leo, we're back in the saddle. Please make it stop. We're back in, we're back in the saddle. Time for Good, the Bad, and the Huckleberry Hound. <laughs> <laughs> blow my fucking brains out. <laughs> Oh, uh, so get ready for those at some point. Uh, I, I, just to clarify, these these aren't gonna happen anytime soon. Uh, Please, I, 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 <laughs> I need a mental break because <laughs> I had to watch Boo Brothers like three times <laughs> to <laughs> jot down the notes like in its entirety. And I'm gonna also, have to I'm watch. I'm gonna it. do a fucking Moomin episode. <laughs> Give yeah. me some time. <laughs> anyway. So this movie opens in one of the most bizarre ways I've ever seen a movie open. It opens with sort of a musical number that is not followed by any other musical numbers of June Foray, famous legendary voice actress June Foray, the voice of Granny from Looney Tunes and Rocky from Rocky and Bullwinkle, uh... The original voice of Magicka Dispel from DuckTales. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. She's voicing this ghost witch who's terrorizing Scooby and Shaggy and chases them out of their home. And then she's like... And then the musical number continues and she's like, oh, and I'm, a, I'm afraid of the Boo Brothers. And she's like listing off all the ways that how scary the Boo Brothers are. And when we eventually meet these fuckers... <laughs> They're not even scary in the slightest. Spoiler alert. Oh, um, I never would have guessed. <laughs> why they're why they're so unscary that they themselves might just be a little bit scared <laughs> themselves. I thought you were gonna say they're so unscary that they have a musical number about it. <laughs> no, there are no other musical numbers in this entire movie. Oh great! <laughs> that one's a fluke. Also, the stuff with this witch never is mentioned in the movie it's never addressed it's it's she never comes back she's not even credited (laughs) during the credits so i can only assume that this was like written and recorded when there was like a different storyline going on and like where the boo brothers were going to be like scary and where this witch was going to be like a central antagonist or whatever and they just like cut cut it in half or whatever and just made it way sillier and dumber and they just left it in because they already finished the animation that seems like it would have been a better movie <laughs> yeah <laughs> or at least like a little bit more competent of a movie maybe so there's also the fact that this is a uh this was made for television made for syndication uh television there's a lot of abrupt commercial breaks and there's always, like, a sort of cliffhanger. Um, <laughs> there's always a cl- little cliffhanger before we go to the commercial break. And then when we come back, the com- the cliffhanger is very quickly disposed of. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what will they do? They're about to fall off a cliff in the mystery machine. What will they do? Just and then it... Reverse. Yeah. <laughs> Just reverse the car. <laughs> or, or they're about to, like, fall off the cliff and they're falling and then... At the bottom of a cliff, there's, like, a, a, a soft mattress. And they're like, oh, gee, it sure is good that there's a mattress down here. Anyway, let's keep going. <laughs> it's like, that was pointless. 
Who are, who are all of the characters in this movie? Like, is it the entire mystery gang? No, it is I just... I didn't think so. It is just Scooby, Shaggy, and Scrappy. Okay. Are the only, like, original, like, franchisable characters. Hey, so I realized something. Mm-hmm. I thought... <clears throat> cool, cool mid-episode realization. Uh-huh. I thought Scooby-Doo and the Boo Brothers was the same movie as Ghoul School. Oh, no. In that case, I've never seen this movie. Oh, really? Ever. So I will say, Ghoul School from memory is upsettingly more boring than this one. I remember it being just so fucking boring. I was yeah. like, I, I want to like these characters because they're cute. Like They have they had such cameo- great designs. Yeah. yeah, they had cameos in OKKO. OK That's like super neat. They're yeah. adorable little characters. Their characters little are characters. so good in OKKO OK and like it's they're just wasted in like ghoul school which we will get to another day um i like i remember seeing the box art and being like oh these are cute little characters i want to learn more about them and they're so fun and they're adorable so boring the movie's so boring nothing happens it's mostly about volleyball (laughs) what the fuck (laughs) yeah it's mostly about volleyball don't remember that i don't even think god i have no idea how old i was when i watched this movie i like don't think that like i think i was an only child at this point Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's like that's how young I was when I saw this movie. <laughs> uh, so everything I'm gonna say is going to be a complete surprise for you, which yeah, makes me very I, excited. I probably like will not watch this movie, so I don't give a shit about oh, spoilers. That's, that's fair. Yeah, I, <laughs> if you were gonna spoiler have a, alert, the Boo if you brothers. were gonna have a problem with spoilers, we were gonna have a bit of an issue. <laughs> spoiler because alert, Shaggy like, fucking dies. Because this is like a full plot synopsis, like beat by beat. Oh lord, I'm glad yeah. you have two pages of notes to go off of rather than just trying to recall it. Oh no, I wouldn't be able to because like there's, I'll watch this movie and I'll I'll be like, oh fuck, there was a bear or whatever. <laughs> there was, was like a, there a, a bear. Grizzly, there was a grizzly bear at one point. Why? <laughs> You'll be saying that a lot <laughs> during uh, this episode. <laughs> I'm gonna just settle in. Yeah, um, oh, strap in, grab your popcorn, and <laughs> get cozy. I've got my sketchbook in front of me. I'm gonna be doodling throughout this whole thing. Here we oh, go. <laughs> yeah, so after the, the June Foray number, we, like, hard cut to uh, Shaggy and uh, Scooby and Scrappy driving down this road. Apparently, uh, Shaggy's... Uncle Beauregard just passed away, uh, and he's going to go inherit the family plantation. So, it's kind of left ambiguous, like, what Kurt, what, what the, the Mr. Beauregard, Colonel Beauregard, was Mr. The- Wasn't he, like, a Confederate- Yes. Soldier, like, descendant or some shit? He is a Confederate soldier. He's, like, a, a colonel- Colonel. Colonel. Trying to be racist, but the Union... (laughs) I mean, there's no direct reference to, like, the Civil War. Like, there are a lot of direct references to the Civil War and Confederacy in, uh, Zombie Island. Shaggy Uh, has blood money. Oh my god. (laughs) That sucks. (laughs) Why did he have to be a Confederate colonel? That's the worst. Because they wanted to have all these fun Southern stereotypes. (laughs) Of which there are many in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also, like, uh, Casey Kasem as Shaggy has a little bit of a southern accent. 
I guess, like, yeah, a that's slight true. one. So they wanted just a bit of a of twang. That, I guess. Yeah. And whatever he says, like, what, why, he always says it like, why, like with the hard H. Yeah, I had a teacher that did that. He would say, <laughs> yeah. what? It what? was like a, it was like a Q almost. It was like, like, what? Like, what are you doing, Scoob? <laughs> what? <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's, it's never directly said that, like, he's like a colonel from the civil war but like he definitely is the way he dresses and like the he, he has like a sword like he's definitely like from the, the way he talks about seceding from the union <laughs> and family <laughs> gatherings <laughs> but here's the thing so presumably this movie would have taken place in the 80s or at the very least in like the 60s when scooby-doo began but yeah, that the would make civil sense. the civil war ended in like 1865 yeah (laughs) so if this dude was a colonel he would have had to at least been like at least at the very least 20 which means this dude would have been like 120 at the very least yeah this dude is just super old he's just super old just holding on to life with his undying racism (laughs) (laughs) he survives through sheer willpower and also racism (laughs) fuck this guy i'm glad he died yeah well here's the thing he comes back Ooh. oh shit he's a racist ghost <laughs> the 13 racist ghosts of scooby-doo <laughs> oh my god um so there's <clears throat> there's this bit where like they're trying to find uh the way onto beauregard road because they even straight up named the road after this dude this huh. racist, horrible man, which I guess is, like, realistic to, like, you know, modern day, since we have, like, fucking monuments dedicated That's to fair, the Confederacy. Yeah. Um, and there's this weird bit where, like, Shaggy, like, crashes his truck. Because it's not the mystery machine. He it's just a drives truck? Like, it, he just drives, like, a little green truck. <laughs> they took the green off his shirt and stuck it on his truck. <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. It's very weird that he just has, like, a truck. I don't know, it's it's odd. It's, like, one of those, like, hatchback trucks, I think. Huh, okay. It's interesting. It Like, it kind of fits his character. But by the time we roll around to, like, ghoul school, he has, like, a red van. Or, like, a bus or a microbus. I don't know. <laughs> Shaggy has, like, a side hustle where he takes cars, fixes them up, and then resells them. I guess, yeah. Tyler and I had a coworker that did that. He owned like three cars at a time at one point. Damn. Yeah. Um, so Shaggy like crashes the truck, and Scooby somehow ends up under the hood, and Shaggy asks him, "Well, how'd you get under there?" And Scooby goes, "Search me," which is something they say a couple times in the movie yeah. as sort of a way of like, either they need like a character to say something. So they have them answer a question with search me or they just want to like, eh, don't think about it. <laughs> they need some sort of plot contrivance because uh, while under the hood, they lose the map. Like the, the map to Beauregard Plantation, it like just disintegrates while because Scooby goes under the hood. And the only way we can get him under the hood is if he just get, gets there. How does he get there? It doesn't matter. Search me. <laughs> Search me. Oh my uh, god. <laughs> and then 
Shaggy says, now we're really lost. How could it get any worse? Search me. <laughs> and Scooby says, it could be raining. And Leo, <laughs> I want you to take a wild stab in the dark. What happens next? It rains, but blood, specifically. <laughs> no, you were, you hit the nail right on the head, and then the hammer came up and hit you on the head. Cool. <laughs> no. I got doinked. It, yeah, you got doinked by the hammer uh, of truth. <laughs> the hammer of truth. It begins to rain. <laughs> it begins to rain, yeah. And they're driving, and Scooby sees a gorilla <laughs> in the road, but Shaggy and Scrappy don't. And they, they, there's just a gorilla. <laughs> so Isn't Scooby, Shaggy driving? Yeah, he's driving, but he doesn't see the giant gorilla in the road. I mean, I rear-ended somebody not too long ago. It happens to the best of us, Shaggy. But you you would notice a big blue gorilla going oh, up to... Oh, it's blue! It's a big blue gorilla going up to the window, go, going up to the windshield, going booga booga booga. Ooga booga. <laughs> oh, that's the worst. So Scooby gets scared and, like, jumps into the driver's seat and starts driving. And so... We're Shaggy! He, no, he's, like, driving... Scooby, like, sits on him and, like... Oh, on his lap. Okay, like, I thought he, like, yeah. pushed him out of the car or something. <laughs> GTA 5 it. <laughs> Tyler's been playing a lot of that, so I've just been like, man, this Trevor sure is a character. Oh, yeah. That That's something, yeah. That fucking guy. <laughs> yeah, I don't... He's either a bicon or he's horrible. <laughs> He seems just horrible. I mean, he is horrible no, no matter what, but, you know, it's a whole situation. And I'm yeah. not talking about the situation from Jersey Shore. <laughs> anyway. Shut the uh, fuck up and keep talking about Scooby-Doo. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, because they're driving erratically, because, of course, the dog is driving, uh, it alerts uh, this cop who's just on this road. Isn't it mysterious that the cop would be on this lone road that only leads to the plantation? Hmm. A little mysterious, don't you think? I have no idea where this is supposed to be going. Anyway, so his name is Sheriff Busby, and he's the only good character in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> of, like, the, of like the original characters they introduced in this movie, he's like the only funny one. <laughs> Like the, at, at the very least, the only one who is given funny things to do, who is actually funny. Um, so I appreciate him for that. And uh, he he warns Shaggy, oh, you, you don't want to go up to the Beauregard Plantation. That place is sure enough haunted. We could cut this. We could cut this from the podcast. But I looked up a picture of this clown, and like I already know he's the bad guy. I already know he's the ghost. What do you mean? He's got a must. He's got a fake mustache in one picture and like not in any of the others. I'm like, oh, okay, so he's the ghost. Oh, we'll get to that. We'll we'll get to that. <laughs> we can cut that, but no, I I think that's funny. But yeah, that 
I don't want to spoil Scooby-Doo and the Boo Brothers. Oh, believe me, there there are far more twisted turns (laughs) that you won't possibly anticipate. Oh, I, like, didn't know what the Boo Brothers even looked like until just now. They're kind of (laughs) cute. They're, like, stupid looking. (laughs) Yeah. They're basically, well, we'll get to their influences. They're, it's, they're a lot. (laughs) Um... I can, like, hear what these guys sound like in my head. Oh, I don't know if you can. Do they just have... Okay, sorry. We're getting ahead of ourselves. So, so, Rob Paulson is in this movie twice. He is one of the Boo Brothers. Of course, is he he the little skinny one? He's the little skinny one, yeah. Yes, I knew it! (laughs) He's also the voice of the dispatch uh, on Sheriff Busby's car. Um... And <laughs> he's like the radio voice. Yeah, and he <laughs> he has like a funny little southern drawl. And oh, I don't great. know, hearing Rob Paulson with like a southern drawl is really funny. Because he's <laughs> just on the other end going, Colin Sheriff Busby, Colin Sheriff Busby. <laughs> I like Rob Paulson. He's got he's... just like a nice voice for sure. Oh, he's I... fantastic. And I'm always like, oh, hey, it's Peck from back at the barnyard. That really is like the first thing you think of. Honestly, that's the first. That's the that's the first thing I like saw that I knew it was him. Mm, okay. It, looking back, I'd be like, oh yeah, that was Rob Paulson. But that's the first yeah. one that I knew. Like, oh, this is this voice actor. This is what he sounds like. So I attribute that character to like the way that he sounds. Okay. Kind of like the- how. Kind of like how Jeff Glenn Bennett, to me, will always be Prowl from Transformers Animated. Mm, But he was also, like, Johnny Bravo and shit. Yeah. I know him best as the experiment Slick from Lilo and Stitch, Jeff Glenn Bennett. Slick? Hmm. Not a fan of that. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll, we'll get to that in another episode. Sludge. I am am going to make you guess the the abilities of every experiment from Lilo and Stitch. (laughs) In a fun Get me off game. of this podcast. <laughs> this is episode one, and I already want to quit. <laughs> it's gonna be fun. We're gonna have fun together. It'll be great. So they get up to the the plantation, and they are accosted by the ghost of General Beauregard, some sort of wolf, and also a headless horseman with like a pumpkin that is clearly supposed to be the head. Yeah. Uh. It, the whole the whole shebang um and they they get spooked the car the truck stalls because i gotta remember it's a truck Uh, oh yeah it is a truck huh and they run into the the mansion and they are (laughs) they're greeted by by uh the the colonel's uh manservant because that's the way they put it not butler manservant cabin boy (laughs) and Guess what this clown's name is? Oh, fantastic. I can't wait. Farquard. Like the character from Shrek, but with an extra R. It's not Farquad, it's Farquard. That's not a name. <laughs> Nobody in the history of anything has been named that. I just think it's so weird because, like, Farquad in Shrek is obviously supposed to be based on Jeffrey Katzenberg. Or no, he's supposed to be based on like. He's a based on somebody. Person. He was like he's a director, a, right? He's based. Or, he's someone who was a higher up at Disney. He might be Bob Iger or Michael Eisner. I think he's Michael Eisner. That sounds familiar. I feel like I read about this, I but it was like Michael, some douchebag, right? 
No, I think Jeffrey Katzenberg, who was like a creative head at DreamWorks, who left Pixar. I think he's the vassal. I think he's the bastard. The bastard hole. The bastard hole. Um. Uh, but like they named him Farquad as like sort of a play on fuckwad. Fuckwad, yeah. Yeah, but the the idea that they named this character in a movie like thirteen years prior, Farquad. Which is so similar. Yeah, that is really weird. I think that's a really weird coincidence. Um, <laughs> but yeah, also, but just the fact that, like, he's a manservant, and he's, like, this, he's very clearly, like, based on Igor from, like, yeah. Frankenstein. He's got, like, a hunched back, and he's always, he's he's always, like, he's got his, like, little Is he, like, velocir- wringing his hands all the he's, time? And yeah, like, he's yes. always got, like, his little, like, velociraptor hands, like, <laughs> Does he um, have just, like, an aura of grease? Yeah, his voice is very greasy. He's like, oh, hello, <laughs> I'm Farquaad. Welcome to the ha- to the Colonel's Mansion. <laughs> I feel like I would like this character. He sounds, like, kind of funny, actually. <laughs> He's like, I don't know, if they if they gave him, like, a better-looking... If they made him a better-looking character and had him voiced by, like, Vincent Price or whatever, he would be, like, so, like, very fun and gay, and he'd be, like... Like, he would be, like, gay icon, but he's just this horrible-looking little man. He looks like fucking Elton John. (laughs) (laughs) Shit, I didn't even peg that, but you're kind of right. (laughs) You're kind of a little bit right. He's got, like, darker hair, obviously, but, like, the haircut and the sunglasses and the suit. He looks like fucking Elton John. Except for, he looks like Elton John mixed with Igor from the movie Igor. Yeah. God, that sure was a movie. <laughs> or like Quasimodo or whatever. It's so weird. Um, but Farquaad is important to the story because he, I'm just going to call him Farquaad because it's easier than Farquaad. Yeah, fuck it, Farquaad. <laughs> so Farquaad tells them uh, about the Beauregard Bonanza because the colonel... Can what? I interrupt you for a second? Uh-huh. I just looked up Igor because I remembered that, that movie existed. Yeah. These designs for the characters are, like, pretty good. Yeah. Like, Igor's cute. He's got, like, these big doofy eyes and, like, a cute, like, nose and, like, yeah. fucked up hair. He's, like, interesting looking. Damn. Mm-hmm. I'm sure this movie isn't actually that good, but I'm, like, kind of digging. Steve Buscemi was a suicidal rabbit in that yeah, one. Yeah, I'm seeing the rabbit. Yeah, he was an immortal rabbit who was very, like, wanted to kill himself. That's so funny! It's so weird for a kid's movie. It's it's hilarious, but it's very weird for, like, a kid's movie. I'm sure the movie isn't good, but I would be interested in watching it again. Yeah. We'll anyway, sorry. <laughs> yeah, fuck. Um, maybe. Um, but yeah, so... The, the, cur- the late colonel has hidden has hidden treasure across the the mansion and plantation area uh and in a way to hide it from his enemies but it's weird because he's leaving it all to shaggy anyway so shouldn't he be able to just get the treasure from like you know the will or whatever that is weird yeah like he got the mansion why can't he get all the treasure along with it? Why does he have to go on a bullshit little scavenger hunt to, like, 
get his inheritance. <laughs> that is weird. Just for fun. Yeah, just for funsies. Just um, for just for laughs. Yeah. Uh, so, Busby shows up uh, because he wants to let everyone know that th- there's been in a uh, like, there's been a breakout at the on a circus train. A gorilla has gone missing. Uh, which we already know because we saw the gorilla earlier. We sure did Good against our better judgment. Yeah. Here's the thing. Farquhar tells him a different story that it's not an escaped circus ape. It's a ghost. Oh, <laughs> that's great. the way he says it. And Busby gets really scared by that. He goes, Oh, like he kind of like jumps a little bit when he says ghost. He's a, a it's a ghost of a gorilla. <sighs> it's never. <laughs> so Busby said, it's a gorilla that escaped the circus. Farquhar says, it's a, ghost of a gorilla that the colonel got on a hunting trip and like shot and stuffed which leads to one of the best jokes in the movie which is busby like draws a gun on like the the taxidermy gorilla (laughs) and he says like put your hands up or whatever and farquhar says he can't do it colonel he's stuffed and he says i don't care how much he eats That's the best joke in the movie, huh? It's not the best joke. It's one of the best. It's like top five. I think it's a funny little joke. I think it's cute. Man, that sucks. (laughs) That sucks just real bad. (laughs) I think it's a funny little joke. I think it's a good little goof. I do not. (laughs) Okay. Uh, (laughs) But, uh, so, Farquaad says it's a ghost of that gorilla, while Busby says it's a real-ass gorilla. And it's never stated clearly in the movie whether which story is true. Because, like, clearly, like, Farquaad has some sort of history with a ghost gorilla. Or else he wouldn't be talking about that. But also, like, Busby's just like, ah, don't listen to him, he's crazy. So, like, who fucking knows? It's all, like, completely up in the air and nothing is ever explained. I mean, that doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they try to leave because they're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> We're not staying in this fucking haunted mansion just so we can get some treasure on a plantation. We're out of here. And they walk out and the, the truck is sinking into the into the mud. Oh, of course. And, <laughs> and they start, like, trying to, like, uh, but then Shaggy starts sinking too into the mud while he's trying to get the the truck out, and they all Scooby and Scrappy rush over to help him, and Farquaad just goes like, "Oh, good, they'll all, they'll all die here, so I can get the inheritance or whatever." Like he's just oh my kind god, of like, he just says that, huh? Yeah, he's just low key out loud wishing death upon these people. It's really weird. <laughs> um, they don't die, but. The uh, because they have to like stay the night at the mansion anyway, um, because you know their truck is gone and they can't get out. Uh, <laughs> when they're going to bed and they see one of the funniest images in the movie unintentionally. Oh, great! Cur- the ghost of Colonel Beauregard riding on one of those like old timey bicycles with like the one really big wheel and oh, the God. little tiny wheel on the back. He's just riding it <laughs> through like the bedroom with his sword drawn, yelling at them to get out of here. 
That's so funny. If it was like just this dude with a sword yelling at them to leave, that's like that's could be scary. But on a bicycle? On a little bicycle. And it's not even like a regular bicycle. It's like and one, one of those, those like, big doofy ones. No from less. like the turn of the century. Yeah. Like... <laughs> 1910s big just bike. So goofy looking. <laughs> And here's the thing. The funniest part of that is it shows up again later in the movie. <laughs> Him on the bicycle is a recurring thing. It was his favorite. It's it his favorite, favorite bike. <laughs> but it's in a ghost bike, I, I guess. <laughs> when bikes rust apart, they become ghosts. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so uh, they realize, well, we're going to have to stay here anyway. Let's try and get rid of some of these ghosts. So Scrappy gets the idea of let's call a ghost exterminator. And we are introduced to the Boo Brothers who are ghosts themselves. Because as one of them puts it, it takes a ghost to catch a ghost. But here's the thing. Here's I'm going to be honest, I totally forgot that these booed brothers were even in the movie. Here's the thing, that won't be the first, that won't be the last time you forget that they're in this movie. Oh, fantastic! Because, like I said, there's so many dangling plot threads that go nowhere in this movie, the Boo brothers are one of them. They just kind of- They're in they're, the title! Yeah, they're, they're in the title! title! I, I have this written down. I have this written down. They are the most, they are probably the most pointless characters in the story, and they are three-fourths of the title. That's so funny. Um, and here's, here's the thing. Their, their name, the Boo Brothers, is very clearly, like, a goof on the Blues Brothers, like, the SNL characters who had their movie just a few years before this movie came out. And the fact that they're go that they're ghost hunters is kind of Ghostbusters, which is also kind of referenced in the movie. You see, like the Ghostbusters symbol. Um, yeah, I would have imagined that that would have been a pretty uh pretty obvious reference, I suppose, that they'd be pulling from. Yeah, so you would think that they would be like kind of goofs on like the Ghostbusters or the Blues Brothers or something. But instead, their personalities are based on the Three, the three stooges. stooges. yeah. And their voices are like brash New Yorkers. Like, they're like, oh, hey, Mac, come on, we gotta, we gotta go hunt some ghosts. <laughs> and it's just, it's just a clusterfuck of, like, what exactly was the inspiration for these characters. Weren't these exact characters in that one, um, like, Mickey, Donald, and Goofy short that we watched? Yeah, kind of. It's like those exact ghosts. And they yeah. also seem like they are based on, or they seem similar to, if not based on, uh, Casper's, like, uncles. Kind of, yeah. So there's the there's the leader, who he's Frico. There's the goofy one who's voiced by Rob Paulson. He's, like, the class clown, and he's Shrieko. And there's the chubby one who's a bit of a fraidy cat, and his name is Miko. And look, they are... I, I audibly groaned the first time that these characters showed up. Because, <laughs> like, they, <laughs> they just, just suck, suck so bad. They, they suck, suck the moon right out of the sky. Like, it's just... I, I, I don't know. I, I know I've seen some fan art of people who... From people who really like these dudes on, like, DeviantArt. 
I know these guys have like a fandom. I fucking hate them. I think they're so annoying. They have a fandom. What kind? Yeah, well, kind is it of like. Well, is it like weird DeviantArt fetish art, or is it like? It's mostly like people on DeviantArt drawing like their self inserts in MS Paint, hanging out with the Boo Brothers. <laughs> you know the type. <laughs> you know the type. <laughs> <clears throat> Well, I'm going to take a break from what I'm drawing, and I'm going to do that exact thing. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll come back to you with what I have. So Shaggy obviously is, like, pretty reluctant to hire these ghosts to hunt ghosts, because the last thing they need in a house full of ghosts is more ghosts. And Frico goes like, oh, no, 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 you, you just need some, you just need a, a demonstration of, like, how good we are at catching ghosts. And so, what begins is the most pointless chase scene in the history of chase scenes. It's, they they get, like, a toy ghost, a demonstrator ghost. A toy ghost? It's a toy ghost. They wind him up. He goes, boo! And he, like, flies around the house. And the Boo Brothers try to, like, chase him down. And what? what <laughs> yeah, he's dummy thick. Found that on Google Images. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what Leo just did is sent me uh, a picture of Sheriff Busby with like his. He's kind of crouched down with his butt jutting out. <laughs> they like definitely drew in like an ass crack line on his pants. They sure did. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, some artistic liberties. Yeah, we're gonna make this dude thick. Yeah. <laughs> um. So they have this like toy ghost running around the house, and as a way to prove to Scooby and Shaggy that like no, we can catch ghosts, and they can't even catch the toy ghost. So these really are like fucking pointless characters and you would think that that would lead shaggy and scooby to just say like okay you guys are useless get out of here but they don't they don't say anything they just kind of like fly off and we just kind of keep cutting back to them throughout the movie of like oh what are they up to now like oh here's some fun little pranks they're getting up to or what they don't even like hang out with the rest of the gang no, they do. They hang out with the rest of the gang sometimes. Usually, to, like, play a little prank on them. Or, like, say, oh, we almost caught the ghost, but, oh, we're, we're getting close. Oh, we're you need some help? We, you need some help? Well, too bad. Or whatever. <laughs> There's a little bit of that. Um, and then the, the chase scene becomes a dance scene. It's the second most out-of-nowhere dance scene in the movie. Second because there's another most. one. Oh, There's fantastic. another one later. Um, the the demonstrator ghost just stops and puts on like a fo- a phonogram or whatever, and starts like dancing along to the song. And it's here that we're introduced to. Also, the gorilla comes back and starts dancing with Scooby. The gor- the gorilla wants to fuck Scooby. Uh, oh, okay, gay rights. L- <laughs> yeah. We're we're introduced to another character at this point. Uh, Sadie May Scroggins. Fantastic. Uh, who is the neighbor who came over to borrow some molasses? Which is, I guess, I guess that's, it's what people think happens in the South. 
is that neighbors come by to get some molasses. That's really funny. I don't know about you, but I've never had molasses in my life. I don't know if that's, like, a southern stereotype or if that's, like, an actual thing. I've never had molasses. I barely know what it even is. <laughs> All I know is it's sticky. Yeah, and, It's, like, like sticky and goopy. I had a kindergarten teacher that uh, would insult <laughs> me and my fellow students saying that we were slower than molasses in the wintertime, which is great to tell five-year-olds. Yeah. Cool. Fuck you, Miss Magnotti. Just by the way, eat shit. (laughs) Damn. Miss Magnotti was a bitch. She was so mean to me, and I was five years old. Yeah, I believe it. Anyway. Uh, Anyway. So, Sadie Mae, which, uh, also very stereotypical name. She, She also has, like, she's barefoot, and she has, like, her shirt is, like, all torn up so like her like midriff is all out like she's really clearly like like a hillbilly girl and like she's hot for shaggy like she sees shaggy and she's like oh he's cute and i can't not fuck him i can't not fuck him and shaggy's so not into her because he's gay (laughs) (laughs) he's just like he's just like ew yuck don't kiss me or whatever which, also, that could be a thing because, like, you know, ask for consent first. Yeah, that's fair. But also, you like, know. Shaggy's gay. Mm-hmm. So he runs away and jumps into a bush, and he's greeted then by Sadie Mae's brother, Billy Bob Scroggins. <laughs> and he is also a hillbilly stereotype. He's got, like, a... Who's also hot like... for Shaggy. No. <laughs> He's got, like, big, drawn-out lips, and he talks in a thick southern drawl, and he's got, like, a little, like, shitty hat, and he's also barefoot. Why are they all barefoot? It's just weird. Because they're southern. I guess. Do hillbillies not have shoes? I'm currently not wearing shoes, and I live in the south, so... I mean, me neither, but, like, is that a thing of rednecks? They just don't have shoes? But anyway... Uh... Uh, he says, like, oh, no, I'm not trespassing. I'm j- I live here. I inherited the place from my Uncle Beauregard. And <laughs> Billy Bob says, wait, you're a Beauregard? You mean the family that we've been feuding with for a hundred years? Oh, fantastic. <laughs> and Sadie Mae says, I think he's darn cute, and I intend to marry him. <laughs> so she's gonna take Shaggy's hand in marriage... Even though, one, he's not interested, and two, you just met the guy a second ago. At least Disney movies, like, They have a the montage. Of, they have a montage. It takes course over, like, a day or so. At least they, like, have, like... It takes an hour on screen for them to fall in love. It takes, it takes Sadie Mae one whole dance with Shaggy to want to marry this dude and jump his bones. Oh, no! <laughs> Uh, also, this is something that I don't think would fly today. There's a lot of guns in this movie. Oh, shit. (laughs) Mostly for Billy Bob. He just carries around, like, 50 shotguns. They keep getting destroyed by other characters, but he definitely has multiple shotguns that he points at Shaggy frequently throughout the movie, and it's really (laughs) Like, right in his face. 
I just remembered something else, but we'll have to save it for later. We'll have to save it for later. Say your prayers. Um. So also, it's worth noting going back to the uh, the Beauregard Bonanza storyline, which is somehow the main plot thread of this movie is we gotta find the family jewels which is how they put it every single time they refer to the treasure is they refer to it as the family jewels they refer to it as the the nut shot (laughs) so they so they start looking around for the family jewels (laughs) And they find they find a couple. They go outside. They meet the gorilla again, and then there's another encounter with Billy Bob and Sheriff Busby. And Shaggy almost gets shot again. Yeah, and then <laughs> Billy Bob shoots Busby's hat off of his head, and because he's aiming for Shaggy or whatever, and <laughs> Billy Bob Busby says some like pretty funny things. This is why I like him as a character. He says some like good. He has some good lines towards Billy Bob in particularly this scene <laughs> because he shoots like the the hat off of his head and he says like, "Oh, that's it, Billy Bob Scroggins. You got yourself a citation." <laughs> and he starts. He pulls out like a little note card. <laughs> A little notepad to write down a ticket in. He's like, guess what, idiot? <laughs> and I'm Billy gonna Bob write like, a piece of paper at you. Billy Bob keeps shooting at Shaggy. He shoots out, like, the police, like, the flashing siren light on uh, Busby's car. And he says, oh, that about does it, Billy Bob. You got yourself two tickets. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Do, I feel like some of this sounds familiar. I might have seen this movie. But it Maybe, was probably yeah. so, so long ago. Yeah. <laughs> Just entirely too long ago. Yeah. Uh, so, you remember in Scooby-Doo. You've seen Scooby-Doo. Uh, the, like, the ghost designs are, like, really, like, unique and clever. And you'll, you, you see, there, there's never, like, a ghost you see more than once. Like, I think they only did, like, the, it's just a ghost with, like, a white sheet or whatever. Like, yeah. they, only, they only did that, like, once. Um... But every other time, it's like a weird glowing green scuba diver, or yeah, like, that one was really cool looking, or like an orange ten thousand volt ghost, or like a werewolf ghost, or whatever. Like, there's a lot of like unique designs. So one of the main ghosts in this movie is a skeleton with like a cape, and it's. And it's not like a good. It's not like a just straight up like a skeleton. It's very clearly like someone in a skeleton suit because it has like the black outline around the bones. Oh, okay. So like it's very clearly someone in a suit, but no one at any point goes, "That's a guy in a suit." Until later, when they start having s- suspects. But yeah, like it's a very I feel lazy design of like the skeleton ghost, or the skull ghost as they call him. I feel uh, like the idea of an entity or any sort of character design that's just a skeleton in a cape is something that I would very much be into. But, yeah, it does seem kind of lazy compared to some of the other shit that they've done. Yeah, even in... And also, like, the whole, like, Headless Horseman thing with, like, the pumpkin in his arm. We've seen that. That's, like, every rendition of the Headless Horseman. Yeah. Like, Scooby-Doo has done so many different designs. It's weird that they would go with such a, like, a kind of a boring take on the Headless Horseman. Um, ultimately, like, the coolest looking ghost in the movie is probably Beauregard, even though he's riding around pic- on a bicycle. I saw a picture of him. He's, like, pretty cool looking. 
Yeah, he looks like... I mean, he looks kind of like Redbeard from the original show, but, like, with a gray beard and swap out the pirate suit for, like, a Confederate uniform. But, like, it's it's decent. It, like, gets the job done. It's better than the Skull Ghost. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um... God, there's so many notes. <laughs> Jesus... We've been recording, I've been recording for like almost an hour and a half already. <laughs> I started recording when we actually started like doing the podcast. Yeah. It ha- it's been like an hour and 20 minutes. Okay. Fantastic. Okay. Yeah. Same over here. <laughs> um, while we're not in the middle of a discussion, I sent you <laughs> the drawing I did of me hanging out with the Boo Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. I'm a little ghost. <laughs> <laughs> you went ghost like danny phantom i'm mr danny the phantom oh you screenshot it that's funny yeah i want to save that for later it's evidence against you oh great you have so much bullshit that you could hold against me yeah <laughs> so many drawings of donald and daffy fucking there was not a single dick on screen it's implied it's an implied <laughs> dick Anyway, so I, I feel like here's a here's a scene where we have like another edition of everyone's just kind of mean, which is weird for yeah. these characters. So uh, the skull ghost like spooks everyone, and Scrappy like scares him off, and then he because I, I bet you probably you might have forgotten Scrappy's in this movie because I haven't mentioned him yet. Uh, he's solving like all of the at every like scene of the the treasure. Or the family jewels. <laughs> There's, like, a little riddle instructing them of where the family jewels will be hidden next. And Sh- Scrappy is always the one to solve the riddle and figure out, like, what it means. Like, oh, this means we have to, like, go to the chimney. Or, oh, this means we have to, like, go out to the porch or whatever. But it's always Scrappy, which I think is weird. I think maybe that's the reason that they like make it so he's not pointless they wanted to give him something to do i guess yeah but it's interesting that they made him more useful to the story than scooby or the boo brothers yeah the boo brothers that are in the fucking title also like the the name scooby-doo meets the boo brothers is kind of a presumptuous title because like the they last hire did, the like, boo brothers well yeah well like the other, the only other time I could think of that, like Scooby Doo has met someone, it's like Scooby Doo meets Batman. Batman, yeah. <laughs> Which is like, okay, that's a crossover that like would be exciting for someone who's, you know, maybe you've never seen Scooby Doo before, but ooh, Batman, he's meeting Batman. Let's see what that's about. Who the fuck is but, Batman? <laughs> <laughs> but like, who the fuck are the Boo Brothers? They've never shown up in anything before this, and they haven't shown up in anything after. Even the kids from, like, ghoul school show up in, like, OKKO. Decades later, but yeah. Decades later, but still, like, there's nothing to the Boo Brothers. It's weird that, like, the title is named They Meet the Boo Brothers. Like, it's exciting, you know? Um, I just think it's weird. Um, in any event, um, they, uh, so Scrappy scares off the Skull Ghost, um, and... He finds, like, a p- he hears something coming from the piano, and he goes, like, oh, okay, I bet the skull ghost is hiding in there. And he, like, starts jumping around on the piano keys to, like, make a lot of noise. And then out pops Shaggy and Scooby, and they're like, ow, 
Jesus, that that's so loud. What the hell, Scrappy? <laughs> or whatever. They, they cuss. Yeah, they, they cuss. They say now. shit. <laughs> Scooby says fuck. <laughs> Scooby Doo meets the Boo Brothers and also says swears. <laughs> and so they're and so Scrappy's like, oh gee, I'm sorry guys, I thought you were the ghost or whatever. And Shaggy goes, well we're not. And look, you even broke this key on the on the keyboard or whatever. Like they're just being like really angry at him oh my for God. Like, making a mistake. He even really apologized. Weird. I kind of feel bad for Scrappy in this scenario, I suppose. Yeah, it's weird. Like they're very hostile and it, it feels really like not in character. They're... We'll get to that. Anyway, um, so they press down this one piano key that's broken, and it leads them to, like, this dark, like, a secret passageway, and then the door closes behind them, and they're trapped in this dark room, and then this, like, glowing head of, like, the glowing disembodied head of this ghost shows up, and it's, like, snarling and, like, dripping, like, saliva. It's, like, really spooky and That sounds scary. Yeah, holy shit. Yeah, it's, like, holy shit. And it goes to commercial. It's, like, oh, one of these, like, ooh, a little cliffhanger, a little excitement. Ooh, something exciting! How how are they gonna get out of this one? And when we come back from commercial, the ghost has, like, the same little, like, hat on his head that Shrieko has. So it's, so the joke, so the, the scare is ruined, because we know, oh, well, they're not in any danger. It's just Shrieko being a dick. Um, and they... I don't know. It's just weird. Uh, then Shrieko uh, help, tries to help them read the riddle off of the page by doing his impression of a headlight, which means he turns his head into a light bulb. This is just a power he has. And it's never addressed later. He could just turn his head into a light bulb. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's so weird. These are abominations before God. <laughs> also, Scooby is literally so stupid. He thinks that he can go through, like, a wall because the ghosts can. So he just, like, runs straight into it? Yeah, and someone's like, and I think uh, Frico is like, no, you goof, you're you're not a ghost, only ghosts can do that, or whatever. And it's like, yeah, how Scooby not know that? He's been solving mysteries involving ghosts for, like, 15 years. Yeah. <laughs> what is this? Scooby-Doo meets the Brew Brothers is actually the lost story of Scooby's first day on the job. <laughs> Scooby's origin story. I guess, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, run, too stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Scooby says, stupid rights. Stupid rights. <laughs> Shaggy so Shaggy says stoner rights. Yeah, God. Um. So, F- Shrieko goes through to like hit the piano key, but then he just starts playing the piano like a little like fucking Beethoven seventh or whatever, and like it, that scene really so, drives home how much this movie is spent wasting time. Yeah. Like, so much, like, it's kind of like what you said about Ghoul School, but, like, it also applies to this movie. So much nothing happens. Just nothing fucking happens! Yeah, there's almost, no, there's so much story that there's ultimately no story. Because <laughs> nothing connects. Yeah, really, God. There's another encounter with the Skull Ghost, and Scrappy bites onto the ghost's cape. 
and Shaggy says, and I quote, Don't do that, Scrappy. It's bad luck to bite a ghost. <laughs> what are the laws of this realm? <laughs> well, here's the thing. I, I watched this movie like maybe a year or so ago by myself. And then immediately like a week later, I was like, I went to my partner at the time and I said, yo, you got to watch this movie. <laughs> and we watched it together. Please while we were, suffer like, with me. We were like super tired. I watched it with, with them. And when that line came up, they turned to me and they said, it's bad luck to bite a ghost. And I was like, fuck, that's such a weird line. Like, when you're, like, actually, when you think about it, because for the rest of this movie, you kind of have to turn your brain off and yeah, just I can not imagine. think about anything. But when you actually, like, sit down and think about some of the stuff in this movie, it just, I don't know what kind of drugs <laughs> the people involved with this movie were on. I feel I don't... so bad for the animators that had to make ten of these things in a year. Yeah, that God. sucks. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's the same like team of animators i assume it probably is because hannah Barbera makes these like on the cheap yeah but like if that's the case that really sucks because that's just inexcusable yeah that's wild that's like and there should be labor laws against that goodness gracious it would also explain why the animation looks like that <laughs> <laughs> that's fair yeah because it's not very good it really i don't know it's some of it looks like it's the original cells from the original show just kind of painted over with, like, new colors. Yeah. But other times, it's very clearly new animation. And it's really weird. There's one shot where, like, Shaggy's head is so much smaller than his body. And it's <laughs> really disorienting That sounds to look really at. funny. There's a bit where Frico's voice comes out of Shriko's mouth. And because you're you're supposed to be used to okay, that's the Rob Paulson one. Hearing a voice that is decidedly un Rob Paulson Ooh. coming out of his mouth is very strange. That does sound very funny, especially because like yeah. Rob Paulson characters all you can tell when you they're can gonna tell be. That's why because um in Mickey's House of Mouse, the uh, the three caballeros have an episode. And Rob Paulson voices one of them. Which one do you mm -hmm. think it is? Like, just going off of characters, I do you actually know the answer to this question? I don't know if I know the answer. I'm guessing Panchito. Exactly. He's yeah. not. He voices Jose. Really? Exactly. Like, Rob Paulson characters are, like, longer. Like, he's either thin, he's thinner, either like, really long and skinny or, like, really short and stout. Because I also think, like, uh, PJ from... Uh, Goof Troop or Carl from uh, Jimmy Neutron. That's true. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, he, yeah. It's either round or like really elongated characters. Yeah. Like uh, um, Peck. I'm gonna come back to that, but Peck, and also yeah. like he's a rooster, so that like I guess feeds into my perception that he should have voiced Panchito. Neither he shouldn't have voiced yeah. either of them because he's white. But anyway. Yeah, that's true. Um. um what else did he do? Oh, Donatello in uh, the oh yeah twenty twelve Ninja Turtles. He's like slightly taller. He's like a little like yeah. They have he's like, like I think maybe the tallest. I think so. He's definitely like thinner than the other ones. It's either him or Raphael. I think is the tallest. 
I think Raph is actually short in that one, which is really cute. That might be true. Yeah, I think yeah, I think you might be right. I think Raphael might be the shortest. Um, but anyway, also, it's what's interesting, spoilers, I guess, for the ending of this movie. So Farquhar has, like, a lot of, like, potential motive for, like, why he could be the ghosts. Because, like, the colonel was supposed to leave him the the Beauregard Bonanza, and then he didn't. So he's, like, vengeful against Shaggy. And, like, that's a pretty decent motivation. And also, he's a creepy dude who clearly... He straight up said earlier on he wishes they were dead. Yeah, he's like, what if so, you guys like, die? How funny, ha ha ha. Here's the thing. He's not the villain. It's he's not, not him, any yeah. of the villains. Except one of the ghosts, I think the skull ghost, is voiced by the same person who voices Farquhar. <laughs> and here's the thing. It's not Farquhar. Or if it is, it's never established in canon whether or not it is. So it's completely ambiguous. So it's really strange that that's the case. Um, and also they don't give him, like, some sort of, like, oh, they there's not even, like, a fake-out, really. He's just like that through the whole movie. And then, like, oh, no, it's probably this other guy. Um, but, yeah. It's, it's Red it's, Herring! <laughs> it's Red Herring. There was that one episode where it was Red Herring. I think we've talked about that Yeah, before. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, at one point, uh, there's a there's a scuffle between Beauregard's ghost and the Boo Brothers. There's a little bit of a fight, um, but it doesn't really go anywhere, and there's no real winner. Um, but at one point, there's there's some interesting lines exchanged. Uh, Frico at one point uh, does some sort of launch at Beauregard, and he says. How do you like that pain in the neck, you pain of the neck? <laughs> okay, that's kind of funny. Uh, Beauregard's ghost says, Fools of a feather stick together, and I'm gonna stick you all. Threatening them with his sword. But okay. Like, that's a... <laughs> I don't think that works. Like, fools of a feather, like, is already kind of a stretch. And then I'm gonna stick you. Like, like they stick together, but I'm gonna stick you. Like that, none of it really works. Yeah, like we all get of the that. gist, but it it just doesn't quite add up. It's sort of a. It's too much of a reach for it to be like a successful joke. Yeah. Um. So there's another manufactured cliffhanger ending. Uh, for the commercials. Uh, they're in the they're in the cellar. And they, they find a, a clue, and they turn around, and there's a cannon rolling towards them. And they're like, oh no, what's this? What's going on here? Is one of the ghosts pushing the cannon towards us? And it goes to commercial. And when we come back from commercial, out from the cannon comes Shrieko. Again, it's <laughs> the, the same Paulson thing! It's the same, it's the same cliffhanger again of it's just Shrieko doing a dumb prank. And it, again, goes nowhere. And it's nothing. <laughs> it's weird that they use sort of basically the same thing twice. Um, so anyway, they have to go to the cemetery to find... Because, of course, there's a cemetery. Yeah, of course. Uh, uh, they have to go to the cemetery to find the next clue. 
and they're like, oh, I haven't heard from Billy Bob in a while. <laughs> it's a good thing he's not out here. And then Billy Bob's like just right behind them, with his gun drawn. With a gun? <laughs> yeah, he's like I said, like, he has a, he, Yeah, I know, he just he, still has the gun. Yeah, well, so the gun keeps being destroyed by characters like Sadie, Sally, Sadie Mae, Sadie Mae will, like, break the gun in half or whatever. Damn, or, like, she could just snap it in half? Or the gorilla will, uh, because the gorilla's still about. Oh, yeah, that's um, a thing. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, like, it, it seems like it's a really bendy gun. Like, it'll just, like, kind of bend like a... Like, one of those long erasers, you know? Oh, yeah. You ever have one of those long erasers that you can just, like, flop around like a dildo? <laughs> anyway. Like a big old floppy dick. <laughs> anyway. And Shaggy says... Now, Scooby says, what a drip. But because... Scooby has a lot of lines in this movie that are immediately repeated by Shaggy because they're worried that the audience won't understand what Scooby's saying. Oh, that's funny. Okay. So Scooby will say, run a drip. And <laughs> Shaggy will say, yeah, that guy is a drip. And Billy Bob says, who were y'all a calling a drip? <laughs> God, so they just repeat the line like 50 times. <laughs> But, like, I will... It's kind of interesting to, to hear, like, the word drip used in that context. Because I don't think it's the only time we hear that word used in, like, an insulting way in this movie. I guess that's, like, of its... I guess it's, like, very 80s, like, insult. I guess, yeah. It sounds vaguely familiar, but it doesn't... Like... Hearing it you're in such context... You're Yeah, hearing it in context... Leo, you're like, a drip. I guess. It doesn't do anything <laughs> for me. It doesn't make me go, like, oh, sick burn. It's just, like... What? What are you saying? <laughs> it's so weird. It just makes me think of a leaky faucet. Um, there's another great uh, encounter with Bubsy, Busby and Billy Bob uh, where <laughs> Billy Bob accidentally shoots the tire off of Busby's car and he says, you just violated the vehicular code. <laughs> what? <laughs> He just keeps saying this shit to Billy Bob, like, ooh, I'm so angry at you. And they, they clearly know each other, like, they have some sort of history. And I genuinely wish the movie was just about them. Like, they're really funny. That is really funny. You just violated um, the vehicular code. <laughs> if it weren't uh, for the laws of this land, I would have slaughtered you. So... There's a really weird exchange here. So they go back to... They get back in the cemetery. And they are chased by the skull ghost. And they fall into a big, like, square hole in the ground. And the ghost tells them, Now, give me the treasure, or I'll... And he, like, pauses a little bit. And Scrappy says, Or you'll do what... And the ghost goes, oh, get me out of here. And he runs. Like, he has them cornered. What? And then he goes, oh, I'm scared. And he leaves. And it's it's so weird and out of nowhere. And I think what, because I think they're, because it's shown a little bit after that, like maybe a minute later, the gorilla shows up. I guess it's, he saw the gorilla, but we don't see him see the gorilla. We just see him go, oh, I'm scared now. Oh, okay. 
That's... But it's still really weird. Especially, like, in the moment, like, as it's happening, and if you don't know the gorilla's coming, you're just like, what? But he has them. (laughs) So, Scrappy gets out of the... Gets out of the hole. I can't remember how. It doesn't matter. Anyway, he goes to... Any fucking way. Yeah, he goes to go get help from Busby. There... But Scooby and Shaggy are in the hole trying to read the the next clue. And the gorilla rocks up. And... He sees... What? I just counted how many pages in my sketchbook have been taken up with drawing Donald and Daffy. How many? I want you to guess. Is it... Is it more than ten? No. Okay. Seven? No. Eight? No. Nine? Nine. <laughs> I'm having fun! <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you are. You can, like, see the drawings get better, too. It's fucking wild. I'm getting so much beak practice. Let's work on the phrase beak practice. <laughs> <laughs> Let's workshop that a little. <laughs> so the gorilla rocks up to the hole that Shaggy and Scooby are in, and he looks down and he sees Scooby. And he reaches down and like pets Scooby on the head, and Scooby goes like, ooh. And he looks at Shaggy because he thinks it's Shaggy, and he like pets Shaggy on the head, and it's like, mm. and Shaggy's like, cut it out, stop, I'm trying to read this clue. And Sha- Scooby's just like, and he gets pet again by the gorilla, and he just does the same thing again to Shaggy. And Shaggy's like, knock it off, Scoob. What the hell? He's just giving Shaggy some fuck-me eyes. Why? It's, it's a really weird bit. That is really strange. It's so funny, but for all of the reasons that I don't think they wanted it to be. Yeah. It's just so weird. And then the gorilla... Pulls on Scooby's ear, which makes him realize, oh, it's not, it's not Shaggy. But like, it's just this gorilla's weirdly horny for Scooby, and Scooby's sort of horny for Shaggy in this scene. Yeah, oh, that's weird. That's definitely the kind all, of vibe I was getting. It's all very strange. <laughs> oh my god. Um, so. This is another great exchange that makes no sense. Um, uh, Busby is on the the is on the radio communicator, whatever thing, with the mayor, and Busby's like, "Oh, Mr. Mayor, how are you? How's the missus, the wife, the kid, the dog, the family?" Uh, okay. <laughs> and the mayor says. Never mind the corn syrup, Rufus. <laughs> what? <laughs> Never mind the corn syrup, Rufus. What the fuck does that mean? I think... I think this is a stretch, but I think it might be, like, stop trying to, like, be sweet and butter me up, maybe? I guess? Or maybe it's just, like, none of that matters. Have you found the gorilla yet, basically? Yeah. And Busby says, don't worry, I'll find that animule. Dumb animals. 
<laughs> Aminule, amin, animule. Animules. Animules. Um, but then we get what I genuinely think is the best joke in the movie. Oh, great. Um, I can't wait. Which is Shaggy, Scooby, and Scrappy are walking back to the mansion. Uh, I forgot Scrappy and... in this. Yeah. <laughs> you know who, I, who else I forgot was in this movie? The Boo Brothers. Who? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, they're walking back to the mansion, and Shaggy goes like, and they're like, what? And he's like, oh, I, I just thought I heard, like, someone walking behind us, like, uh, like it was that crazy girl, or billy bob or whatever and he's like oh don't be silly it's totally fine they're not around like and they're like oh okay and they just keep on walking and we see this like full minute sequence of shaggy walking just like casually through the woods just talking to himself like yeah you know no i just gotta keep telling myself like you know it's all in my head and i just gotta stay positive like no one's out to get me i'm just i'm just losing it out here you know it's all it's all in my head i'm just kind of going a little crazy out here i mean i know that no one's about to get me and he just keeps talking like that okay and behind him we keep seeing billy bob with his rifle drawn just with a gun following him that's so funny and then sadie may will like grab him and pull him down like and like take his place following shaggy and he'll like pull her down and take her place and it'll just keep like they'll just keep swapping each other out for this like full minute of shaggy just monologuing about how like no one's behind me it's all in my head (laughs) i don't know it's one of those jokes that like it really works in context because it's just the full it's like just the full minute and it just keeps getting more ridiculous as it goes on it does sound like a good bit i feel like if i saw it i think it'd be actually pretty funny yeah there's like a a full like the full clip of it is on youtube if like anyone wants to like check that out it's really funny it's like (laughs) it's ultimately like the only really good bit in this movie are you looking it up i am yeah i want to watch it we (laughs) can like edit it obviously but i do yeah for sure oh okay walk back to the house i see it oh yeah that's the one i'm being sold mattresses fantastic i'm being sold uh google phones cool Damn, that took uh, a really long time, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was funny, and then it just got not funny. Cause it oh, just... really? I think it... I personally think it gets funnier, like, the longer it goes on. After, to a point, it starts getting, like, ugh, okay. Mm, okay, yeah. <sighs> the sound effects is... are very fun. Yeah, I, I really like the score in the movie. Like, the music is really good. Also, Billy Bob's design is fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, he has, like, really big, like, long, jutted-out lips. Uh, um, Sally May or Sadie May is, like, significantly more attractive than him. It's really funny. Yeah, <laughs> and she's blonde. <laughs> but, yeah. Also, sometimes, like, I, I feel like this is a real testament to, like, the animation in the movie. Sometimes the Boo Brothers are, like, transparent sometimes they're like translucent and sometimes they're like they're just completely yeah they're just plain white so like it's really inconsistent (laughs) oh yeah i would have imagined that it's like it's like one of the most inconsistent things in the movie 
But the fact that it's not even clearly the most is, like, telling. Even by Hanna-Barbera standards, I think. Um, also, uh, Shaggy tells the Boo Brothers that they give failure a bad name. Oh my god! Which is kind of true. <laughs> um, Shaggy at one point says Yucko Sloppo when he falls into some mud. Uh, which... <laughs> I'm so glad you wrote that down. <laughs> Look, someone has to acknowledge it. Um, so, at this point in the movie, they find the, uh, the, the headless horseman and his horse, and it's just a dummy on an animatronic horse. And they go, oh, okay, well, that solves that mystery. And then... Scooby, while, like, goofing around on the horse, accidentally activates it, and it starts on down the road, and it, like, starts chasing after Busby, and Busby says, push the button! Doggone it, push the button! Push the button! So he knows how to operate it. He knows how to operate it. It's basically revealed at this point that Busby is the villain. Yeah. (laughs) It's, like, in no short term, like, there's, there's no, like, subversion of expectations of, like, oh, well, maybe he just made the horse but he didn't know how it like got there or no he's he's just the bad guy he's just the bad guy (laughs) he's just the bad guy and it's revealed to the audience with like like 20 or 30 minutes to spare (laughs) it's it's not a great mystery we'll say it's not Um, a great movie (laughs) there's another bit where scrappy psychoanalyzes the gorilla (laughs) Where the gorilla is following, is following the gang, and then the gang runs away, run away because they notice the gorilla, and Scrappy's just left, and he goes, you know, I feel sorry for the gorilla. He's probably scared of the dark, and it's like spooky out, and all these ghosts, and all the shooting and whatever, and being chased down by the mean old sheriff and whatever, and the gorilla's like, yeah, you're right, I do feel these things. And it's, it's a weird, it's a weird little moment that also goes nowhere <laughs> also it's worth noting because i don't think i wrote it down as it happened uh but they the conclusion of the gorilla's arc is they give him the horse to like ride around on as like uh like just a fun little thing i'm glad that the uh the gorilla was able to complete its arc <laughs> because billy bob sadie may and farquard don't get to <laughs> They all die. <laughs> no. I was about to say, what? <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? That would be so funny. It would be the first Scooby-Doo movie to involve murder. <laughs> um, yeah, most of the crimes so, are usually, like, property schemes or, like, fraud Yeah, we're trying whatever. to, like, take the insurance money. We're trying to embezzle something or we're making counterfeit dollars or we're trying to steal priceless artifacts from a museum it's always something financial yeah it's usually a financial gain it's never like we gotta t- <laughs> we never we gotta take down the ghost of the hitman <laughs> yeah i guess before he he, t- he he completes his list of uh his list of targets he will kill again unless we stop him <laughs> could you imagine like it? zoink scoob <laughs> you imagine if fucking mystery inc took on like a serial bomber oh my god the mystery gang takes down isis 
and they take off the like the hood. It's like who's behind the mask? Oh, good lord! Oh my god! Oh, it's just a guy. Okay. <laughs> they take off like the mask of like a KKK member, and they're like, David Duke. <laughs> The mayor of this small town. Damn, that sucks. <laughs> Yikes. Um, so, uh, they they find a well that they need to go down um, and, to get the clue. And they're like, oh, well, this is what the clue uh, was leading to. Uh, Scrappy figured that out. And Shaggy and Scooby are like, Shaggy's like, how'd you get to be so good at, like, solving riddles, Scrappy? And Scrappy says, from my Uncle Scooby. Oh. And Scooby's like, yeah. He figured, he learned that from me. And but it's isn't like, Scooby, nice like, moment. super dumb in this movie? So He's it's... so dumb, and he solves none of the riddles. He contributes nothing. So why is it that if he can solve riddles, why doesn't he? Why is it always Scrappy? He just wants to make him feel important. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice, I guess. I don't know. I just thought it was weird. That um, is weird, yeah. Yeah, it's just a weird little thing. But the, there's like 50 weird things about this movie. Um, they they go underground, uh, and they find the they find the truck, which is now being remote controlled. Uh. But it's fine. They get rid of their remote control. Beauregard's ghost uh, in, sets up some booby traps. And then he tells them, I'm springing the booby traps, you boobs. Yeah, I figured that was going to come yeah. up at some point. Also, this is all I think it might be funnier than Beauregard on the bicycle. <laughs> so they're underground in <laughs> no the caves. No such thing. Beauregard's ghost is now on a giant bulldozer underground hurtling towards the the gang <laughs> he's just a giant orange bulldozer like something out of bob the builder cool. just barreling towards them <laughs> in these fucking caves oh my god oh no no they haven't no the the truck thing happens later that's my mistake spoilers oh uh, yeah they get the truck later you're in ruining a the cave. chronology of this cinematic I'm sorry. masterpiece i'm sorry uh, so they get back to the mansion and they're like, well, now that Beauregard's trapped down there, I think we're finally rid of the ghosts. And they go into the lobby and the place is full of ghosts and they're all dancing to some music. The Boo brothers invited the whole family to a party <laughs> instead of, you know, fighting ghosts, which is what they were hired to do. Did they pay these clowns? They sort of do later. We'll get to it. Oh, great. Okay. Um, I was wondering if the Boo Brothers would face financial compensation <laughs> for all their hard work. They weren't paid in advance. They weren't paid in advance, thankfully. Oh, but they are... They're paid very generously for their uh, contributions to the film. <laughs> uh, so, uh, the second that they realized that because the the boo brothers are like yeah here's some food for from the party it's like scary dip or whatever <laughs> it's like scary chips and dips spooky totino's pizza rolls 
And they're like, oh, yuck, this is nasty. Everyone get out. Like, that's when they decide to cancel the party because they realize the food's gross. Oh, my God. Like, Shaggy and Scooby are like, no, fuck this. Everyone out. <laughs> and, like, the entire, like, Boo family leave, except for the brothers. And Shaggy says, and that means you nerds, too, hit the road. He calls them nerds. That's so funny! <laughs> it's hilarious. But then, oh, but then Leo. Oh. Oh, Jesse. Leo, we, what is we it? have to get the Boo Brothers' tragic backstory. But Jesse, I don't want to get at the the Boo Brothers' tragic backstory. Leo, they're orphans. No mutter, no fodder. (laughs) Even though they just had their entire extended family (laughs) hanging out at this party, they're orphans. No mutter, no fodder, and they're trying to, like... Did Rob Paulson say mutter and fodder? No, it was Frico, I think. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> but he does, like... <laughs> they're all... They, like, take off their hats and show off their, like, weird ghost hair. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, like... <laughs> and they're explaining that, like, they, they're trying to, like, do these, like, ghost hunting gigs to, like, try and save up for their own spooky place to haunt. Um, and it, their, their backstory is so heartbreaking that it moves the gang to tears <laughs> they're all just crying at, like how touching this story is <laughs> i for one am not moved yeah i i don't give a shit <laughs> <laughs> because look you would think that like if this if there were such big stakes to this job that they would do the job <laughs> yeah they've just been like fucking around doing nothing <laughs> Yeah, they've just been putzing around this mansion for, like, the past hour doing nothing <laughs> except for, like, playing some fun little pranks on Shaggy and, like, and offering, throwing um, a party. Offering... Scare, scary dip and chips. What was... Oh, offering a, uh... Cliffhanger. Offering, oh, yeah. Uh, uh, no, two, a couple cliffhangers. <laughs> Shriko specifically offered many cliffhangers. Oh, no, Shriko. Shriko's Shriko, the Rob right. Paulson character. You're right, you're right. Shriko... Frico is the leader of the bunch who doesn't doesn't take any of the the other brothers' nonsense. He's the one with the round nose, right? Yeah, he's the one with the round nose with like the the sort of a cowboy Just hat. Just a weird hat. Yeah, and it's a fedora almost. Miko has the backwards cap, right? Yeah, he has the baseball hat. He's big that and also, dumb. Yeah, uh, also that baseball hat holds like a bunch of items including the demonstrator ghost and like a frying pan and an anvil or whatever cool it's yeah it's like mary poppins Um, yeah um (laughs) but their story is so heartbreaking that they like hired the boo brothers back on um with the bravado that like they actually like do their job yeah (laughs) do the job that they're hired to do i mean and they're like okay let's do it that's (laughs) not unreasonable that's the convincing they need uh, it uh, Shaggy then says after they leave that it takes real talent to be as dumb as those guys. Oh my god! <laughs> Which is very true. Fucking get them, Shaggy. Um, yeah. So they're walking now to the bear cave, but they never call it the bear cave. Did I mention there was a bear in this movie? 
I mentioned it a while ago, but I don't think I. <laughs> Leo just, uh, Leo just face planted into the desk because he's so tired <laughs> of all the bullshit in this movie. <laughs> you know, you did mention that there was a bear in the movie in passing, and then <laughs> I was like, "Huh, weird. I guess I'll, I guess I'll keep an eye out for that." forgot about the bear until you mentioned well, here's it again the they show the bear very briefly earlier on in the movie but because of all the other bullshit happening with like the gorilla and like the weird rednecks and like the sheriff and the manservant and the ghosts all the different ghosts there's so much happening that like I, I forget every time that there's a bear in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> I've watched this movie like three times in the past couple of weeks, and every time I'm like, oh yeah, there was a bear. <laughs> like, I forget every single time. <laughs> it's so weird. Also, it doesn't, it's not a very good looking bear. It's a weirdly designed bear. I can imagine. I feel. It, it is brown. It's not like a blue, it's not blue like the gorilla is, but it is weird. Like, it, it just looks particularly fluffy i don't know it doesn't quite track with what i'm used to a bear looking like especially from hanna-barbera um in any event they're walking to bear cave and they just stop the movie for like a minute for shaggy and scooby to talk about how hungry they are an entire minute an entire minute i counted it's a full 60 seconds sometimes you need um, that much time to complain about how hungry you are i get it i mean look I know they wanted to, like, pad this movie out a little bit, um, for, like, commercial breaks and whatever, but also they really didn't need to yeah. <laughs> go that far into, like, random bullshit happening. Also, this movie's 92 minutes long. Oh, God. <laughs> it's a full hour and a half, and you feel every minute of it. I was um, curious curious about that. I was wondering if it was one of those like direct to DVD or direct to TV, whatever. That's just like barely an hour. But no, they like yeah. I was expecting it to be like an hour, maybe like an hour ten, hour twenty. But no, it's a full hour and a half. It's full feature length. <laughs> it's full feature length. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> it's absurd. Um, but now Scooby stops by a bush to like pick some berries. Um, Scooby stops Shaggy... by a bush to take a shit. <laughs> <laughs> they show it in he graphic stopped. detail. He gets he picks some berries and eats them and is like, hmm, this is good or whatever. And Shaggy's like, now there's no time. Never mind the food now, Scoob. Which is, I feel, the most out-of-character thing Shaggy's done in this entire movie. Yeah, that's fair. Because Shaggy would never say, never mind food now. He would always be about the food. Yeah, Shaggy's like uh, 100% down to clown at any moment. Yeah, especially when it comes to food. Um, but yeah, so the bear shows up um, and chases them into the cave. And there's also a ghost in the cave. Or no, there, there's the truck. That's where the truck comes in. The truck is remote control in the cave. And um, they get the truck back and... They get rid of the remote control device on the car, and it's fine. And now they have the truck again. <laughs> I'm so glad. And they finally they get the last riddle, and they find and they they go to where where the second to last bit of treasure is. 
but the the skull ghost is there waiting for them and he springs a trap and they they get stuck in a little boat that rows out into the swamps and they're gonna drown in the boat or whatever while the ghost races off to like get the treasure and here's the one the first time in the movie that the boo brothers do something that impacts the plot (laughs) is they rescue scooby and shaggy and scrappy from the boat that's it and they uh they they get back to the mansion they uh find the ghost in like the main hall he pulls like there's there's the fireplace in the center and he pulls like a lever on it that does like a slot machine thing and it's weird that no one's done that before if the fireplace the fireplace is where all the treasure is but they don't know that but they do know that the fireplace has a giant lever and what looks to be slot machine screens on it that seems pretty so they obvious should probably put two and two together <laughs> um anyway the ghost the skull ghost then turns the gun <laughs> on scooby's shaggy and scrappy oh, good lord he has a little pistol, but then all of the, the treasure rushes out of the fireplace and buries him in gold and whatever. And then he dies. The, the gun is knocked out of his hand, and Shaggy picks it up for a split second and is like, what's going on here? And he's just holding a gun for like a split second. I have to see this image of Shaggy holding a gun. And they're like, why would a ghost need a gun? And all I can think is, why would Shaggy need a gun? Yeah, (laughs) Shaggy, no. (laughs) Put that gun down, Shag. Like, it's my Second Amendment right, Scoob. Nope. (laughs) Um, But they unmask the ghost and they find out it's Sheriff Busby. But then they turn around and there's Sheriff Busby at the door with the mustache. And they're like, wait, what? Is it his fucking twin brother? It's his evil twin brother, is is the ghost it's his evil twin brother tj who likes to dress up as sheriffs and impersonate cops and do all sorts of little crimes and whatever tj said fuck blue lives but it's just it's never even hinted at that this might be uh, not the real sheriff busby like there's no hint of it there's no allusion to it there's nothing it just comes right out of nowhere i can imagine uh and then they're like oh we're finally rid of the ghosts and they hear like uh the voice of beauregard say oh yeah and then it goes to commercial and then it comes back from commercial and the movie's wrapping up (laughs) oh my god (laughs) so they give the boo brothers the mansion as payment for uh so so they can haunt as long as they like and they head off to home because i guess they're done with their like little witch infestation uh at their place i guess yeah yeah and the the boo brothers ask them what are they gonna do with the treasure (laughs) they say they're gonna donate the treasure all of the treasure to the beauregard trust fund for orphans which we just now figured out is a thing. We just no, they invent a charity oh. for orphans for the Blue Brothers. 
The Blues Brothers? Oh, the Boo Brothers. Sorry. <laughs> they're just... Oh, they're such characters. I don't know how, I'm, how I could have possibly mixed that one up. Yeah, honestly. I'm ashamed of you. <laughs> and then they see uh colonel Beauregard, and they're like oh it's it's one of, it's another like fa- it's scooby doing a little goof or whatever and scooby's like that's not me and they're like what it's a real ghost what? and they like drive away and then it's just it just ends <laughs> like it just and en- it ends as quickly as it began like just really abruptly and out of nowhere what a horrible horrible movie it's such an anomaly of cinema and it just baffles me on multiple levels like conceptually from like a story perspective the characters are weird it's not very funny except for like a few couple little spots where it is for me and me only (laughs) (laughs) this movie was directly intended for jesse as the audience Maybe, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But it was made like a full ten years too early. Yeah. Because I was I would be born for another decade. Um Also, just a side note, the whole like the fact that Shaggy has a red shirt is like such an anomaly and like a weird thing in the franchise that every single DVD VHS box art for this movie has him in like the green in the iconic like green shirt and like the brown pants brown bell yeah. yeah like they never depict him with like a red shirt in any of like the the marketing material for these movies which i think is really interesting that is interesting it's fucking weird that, like they don't they don't bother uh i don't know it's it's such a bizarre movie uh <laughs> i don't know if we're I don't know if we're if we're rating these movies, um, but let's, I'm gonna sure, give let's this. Rate them. I'm gonna give this one a a two out of five. Escaped circus apes, <laughs> <laughs> or two out of five family jewels. Which take your pick. Two out of five balls. <laughs> two out of five nuts. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a real piece of work, and the anim- It's also really dark. And I don't mean, like, tonally. I mean, like, visually. Yeah. It's, like, hard to see what's going on in a lot of shots. I'm trying to, like, edit, uh, like, still frames and whatever into, like, transparent, like, uh, like, pictures of, like, just characters. And it's hard to do it because a lot of characters are, like, dressed in black against, like, mostly black and dark blue backgrounds oh yeah especially since i'm assuming a lot of this happens at night so it's like the entire movie's set at night there's no part during the day um so it's like just constantly like visually dark it's just a kind of a pretty not good looking movie yeah that wouldn't surprise me at all it's a real it's a real piece of work but if this isn't your cup of tea there's always on the same DVD, you can find the music video for the song "When the Ghosts Go Boo" call Scooby Doo. <laughs> is that the song from The Witch earlier? Or is it a different song? No, it's a different song, and it's very clearly written years after the fact because it's very clearly like Scott Innes who didn't start voicing Scooby and Shaggy until like the late '90s. Ah, I see. It's, like, very obviously him and not Casey Kasem and Don Messick. Yeah. 
And uh, they definitely also... Also, I was watching a trailer for this movie uh, earlier today. And they definitely use a lot of footage from Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island to kind of try and fool you into thinking this is a better-looking movie. Yeah, to, to trick the audience into thinking that the animation is any good at all. Yeah, and they, they also show, like, in the footage they use from Zombie Island, they use uh, footage of, like, Daphne, Freddy, and Velma, who are absent from the movie. <laughs> That's really funny. They just, like, blur it's... them out. <laughs> just censor <laughs> bar over their faces. Don't worry about it. That's so funny. Like, they're in fucking witness protection. Yeah, their voices are all fucked up. <laughs> yeah, they're just, they're just like, behind, like, a like a purple curtain or whatever, and it's just their silhouette, and they're like, Well, you know, I was uh, having a little adventure solving a mystery with Scooby and Shaggy. Not Daphne, it's just, like, jeepers. <laughs> <laughs> Cheap cheekers. Cheekers. <laughs> and I said, well, gang, we need to split up and search for clues. The girls and I will take upstairs. Shaggy and Scooby, you go find the flayed corpse of God. <laughs> I knew you were going to bust out that joke. Uh, so. <sighs> so that was Scooby doing the fucking Boo Brothers, I guess. So, no Leo, need to watch like you... the film because we just, <laughs> God, gave you a play-by-play. Leah, I feel, uh, I think you once told me that, like, after you record, uh, an episode of Best Boys, I feel like you do most of the talking, so at the end of it you're, like, really tired and, like, need, like, a little rest or whatever. I feel fucking exhausted. Yeah! <laughs> I, like, finally get it. It's so the tiring! It's like, especially when, like, you're doing most of the heavy lifting. And I, I really, I really get how you feel now, man. It's like, Ooh. you feel, like, socially exhausted because you have to monitor. so drained. You have to, like, monitor what you say. Like, you have to make sure it's entertaining. You have to, like, yeah. keep a conversation Absolutely. going. It's, it's rough. It's real hard. Yeah, especially when I'm talking about a movie you've probably never seen. And never <laughs> will see. <laughs> and never will see. And, oh, you're so... You're stronger than I, because I'm probably going to watch it again later. If I was to watch... I'm going to have to watch it again to edit the, the video version. Also, there will be a video version of this episode, like, condensed on our YouTube channel, so be on the lookout for that. Yeah, that'll be cool. Um, Yeah, so you can see all the fun little things I'm talking about, uh, and, like, get a real feel for what, what a real train disaster this movie is the only we that the only way that i would ever watch this movie is if i was heavily under the influence oh yeah i feel like this movie could be a good date uh drinking game yeah every time something like, just real stupid happens take a drink yeah every time like they say one of the lines that i had to say <laughs> during this episode that made leo just go like what oh, why would you do that every time they say search me take a Take I was going to say, every time they say, search me. Take a shot. <laughs> yeah, every time they uh, say family jewels. Every time Farquhar just says, every time Farquhar does one of his like little, <laughs> that's how he laughs. What? <laughs> what were we watching? And there was a drinking game. Where it was like whenever somebody said somebody's name, 
you had to drink. And our bottles were, like, gone within the first, like, five minutes. Fuck, I don't remember. You know what I'm talking about, though, right? I think so, It was so, the last yeah. time you came to visit. We were, like, watching some movie, and I was like, oh, I wonder if... <gasps> it was Rockadoodle. You're right, and every yeah. time they said fucking Chanticleer, you had to drink. Out, like, we didn't have a whole lot of booze at my house. Our bottles were empty within the first five minutes of this movie. <laughs> we ran out of alcohol immediately. Yeah. <laughs> Mere moments from the start of the movie. They said Chanticleer so much. <laughs> Fuck, I forgot about that. I forgot I saw that movie. Yeah, me too. <laughs> you know what? I remember that Holy we kind of liked it, though. Like, we were okay with it. Yeah, it's not that bad. Like, it's dumb as rocks, but, like, it's cute and it's whatever. Yeah, it's not, like... The animation. It's, good. like, harmless. I wouldn't necessarily yeah. recommend it, but it's whatever. Mm-hmm. It's definitely fun to watch with, like, your friend. I wouldn't recommend it if oh, you're definitely. by yourself. Unless you're, like, really fucking stoned or something. This is unrelated. We could cut this, but I was looking at um, a. We're gonna have to cut so much of this to make it digestible. Oh yeah, <laughs> I am not even remotely like <laughs> pressed about it. I was looking at yeah. this colored pencil and it's yellow, mm-hmm. and it was rolled away, and I guess it was saying where it was made, because I was like, "Damn, why this yellow color called Czech Republic?" <laughs> <laughs> Whoa there, Billy Bob Scroggins. <laughs> I was... Also, that's an interesting name, Scroggins. Yeah, that's horrible. Yeah, like, I went to elementary school with a guy whose last name was Scruggs. And I've definitely, like, heard of other, like, redneck types with the surname Scruggs. But heard I've of... never heard us. Of... Have you heard of Joe Scruggs? I've never heard Scruggs? of a Scroggins. What? Joe Scruggs. Joe Scru- I don't know if I've ever heard of Joe Scruggs. Joe Scruggs is... I, like, want to look it up just in case I'm getting his name wrong because it is just, like, such a silly name. Fuck. Okay, yeah, that is him. Joe Scruggs was, like, my entire childhood. He was okay. a, like... He's a singer and, like, children's entertainer. And he did... Uh, it says he's a retired American singer-songwriter, widely acclaimed for his children's and folk music output. Blah, blah, blah. He did... He made television appearances on, like, Barney and, like, also the David Letterman show. He's still alive. That's good. But, um, I'm gonna look through... Hmm. I'm gonna look through some of these, uh, some of these songs. So there's one called Goo Goo Gaga... Uh-huh. Deep in the Jungle. Refrigerator Picture. That's my favorite one. Aww. Belly Button. <laughs> in the f- Me fucking too. In the Freezer. Ah, fuck. Oh! Oh, by the way, that's a good one, too. We can cut all of this. But, yeah, jo- Joe Scruggs exists. Oh, fuck! Bahamas and Pajamas! That's a, <laughs> that's a fucking bop. He sings with some, uh, parrot puppets. Oh, that's fun. There's, like, a couple of, like, animated shorts to go along with the songs. And they're, like, silly, but they're they're good. I enjoy Joe Scruggs. So how are we gonna outro the podcast? 
Excellent question. Um, hmm. Well, bye. <laughs> <laughs> See you, fuckers. Okay, uh, that concludes. I'm so tired. <laughs> that concludes our inaugural episode of Best Voice Deep Dive, uh, and our episode, our take on Scooby Doo meets the Boo Brothers. If you want to uh, keep up with more of what we're doing uh you can subscribe to the media cage on youtube and you can uh check out our other podcast which is just called best boys on the same youtube channel it's on also on the media cage channel yes uh and uh there will be a video as i said earlier there will be a video uh version of this video condensed video version uh uh on youtube at some point i don't know that's fair yeah <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll try and like bang the editing out on this one quick so i can get to yeah. the video version like sooner rather than later is there anything else we need to plug or so you can find us on twitter and instagram i am uh, at gouache boy gouache underscore boy on twitter g-o-u-a-c-h-e and i'm at gouache boy with a period in between the two words on instagram um jesse where can we find you oh you're our instagram too yeah that's true g boydles g dot b-o-y-d-l-e-s <laughs> and you can find me on instagram at grinchfat and on twitter at i'm okay at things because brand synergy is a myth <laughs> Because brand synergy. Because what is, what's brand synergy? I've never heard of her. So, um, <laughs> you can look forward to us cranking out more episodes of this. We're going to be talking about some of the other stuff that we're interested in. Um, some more serious than others, and we're going to start mm-hmm. uh, probably just getting back into Best Boys. I know we said that we were going to take a break from it, but I have some shit to do, and I want to get Tyler on as a guest, and we have. Uh, friend of the show that we want to bring on as well so we can uh start preparing for that and start working on those episodes do we know what the next episode of deep dive is supposed to be about um i feel like you have quite a few things i have quite a few i have so many things so uh we can either for the next episode do the land before time two or we can do uh uh, experiments from Lilo and Stitch, the game where you have to tell me what you think the experiment can do. For an entire episode? There's there's a lot of fun. I'm not, No, we're not doing that for an entire episode. That would be unlistenable. Really? No, that would suck. That would be good for, like, a segment, not an entire episode. Oh my god. Really? Okay. That would be fucking unusable audio. It's like, what do you think this one does? I don't fucking know. It's been 400 fucking experiments i'm not doing this i quit okay to clarify i'm not doing all 627 of them i'm doing like only the ones that actually showed up in the show if which is significantly less it's like maybe 50 if we were to do an episode about lilo and stitch as an ip that would be acceptable but we're not doing Mm. that game for an entire hour and a half long episode okay i will wring your fucking neck so get ready for our next episode on land before time Two: the great valley adventure (laughs) (laughs) which will be much simpler to do anyway yeah good god (laughs) 
Yeah. I know I've seen that one. I'll have to look up look it up. Yeah, it's it's cute. It's dumb but cute. Lamb um, Lamb before time. <laughs> lamb before nine. Mm-hmm. Well, that's going to do it for us today, folks. Thank you so much for listening to our uh, pilot episode of Best Boys Deep Dive. We will be back whenever we feel like making a new episode. I'm not going to... Whenever... Yeah, whenever we feel like... I'm not going to even bother with the schedule. We have one listener. Yeah, whenever we feel like it. God. I'm so tired. I know. (laughs) How do you not kill yourself after, like, every episode? I have to take a break from talking to you for, like, hours after we record. No, that's fair. Oh, my God. I feel so drained. I have plans with friends after this. I'm gonna, like, sit and do nothing for, like, 45 minutes. Oh, God. I won't be able to edit this for, like, at least... At least 24 hours. Oh, yeah, that's fair. I wasn't expecting you to. All right. I'm going <laughs> to see if Audition is shitting itself yet. No, it looks good. We've been recording for two and a half hours. Yep, that's what it's saying online, too. Oh, my God.